Hey, it's Dan here. If you want to hear this episode of the Backchat Podcast without ads and get extra content that no one else gets, head to backchatstudios.com.au where you can sign up as a patron and access all of our bloody good merch. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Shoulder footy cast, here we go. Mark Reddings, Will Schofield here for the round 14 review. That's right. How are you, Skeet? Going beautifully. I'm never drinking again because uh, <laughs> I gave my body a bit of a whack over the weekend because the missus was away and probably should have uh, pulled. You know when you say stop at four, I think I should have stopped at 24. But uh, <laughs> anyway, that's life. We move on. And uh, the shelter went down a treat, the first couple, and then I sort of shifted gear into another colour of, uh, of brand. That but, was the error, correct? Oh, there's always errors. I've done it for a long time. But uh, great to be here and a lot of footy to talk about. 92 Premiership reunion. So you had a bit to do with that over the, the, the break? On Friday, there was a lunch yeah. at Crown and really good to see obviously Michael Malthouse was there a couple of notable people not there um obviously Peter Matera with his health and his heart which you revealed on here John Worsfold John Worsfold with COVID so unfortunately the the captain wasn't there and of course a nice lovely tribute for Maney at the end of the function but it was great to have the the old and the new uh, when it comes to who was the the more instrumental in, in premiership success and we had of course um the Gov up against Blue McKenna and Dean Kemp Luke Shuey uh, Josh Kennedy, Peter Sumich, and uh, Nick Nat, of course, missed out. But and Paul Harding, yeah. um, so that was a, it. Was a really good afternoon where uh, I think the boys they'll sleep well tonight. Very good. If you are just joining us here on the Shelter Footy Cast, we do a preview and a review every week, Mondays and Thursdays on the round. Just gone on the round coming up. A bit of a West Australian feel to it. We cover West Coast. We cover Fremantle. You can find us on socials, Shelter Footy Cast, across Instagram. You can find us on YouTube. So we do film this if you are listening to it. Uh, just look us up. You tell how, how how would you go navigating YouTube? Do you think, Mark Redding? Do you, you find us on, over there? Would you? Yeah, YouTube's okay. okay. Yeah, uh, Instagram and others. I'm, I'm sort of still feeling. That's, this is a great uh, benefit that you and I, the yin and yang of uh, of social media. You know your way around it, and I'm just. Uh, you know, still picking up the newspaper up the front and, and do it the old style way. I did a uh, a bit of radio this morning with Simon Beaumont, who's of your era. Yeah, good man. He called TikTok Tic Tac. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> well, he's a goose. <laughs> <laughs> so we are on TikTok, not Tic Tac. We we'll need a couple of those to get through. Uh, so you can find us all there. It is brought to you by Shelter, born and brewed in Bustleton. They got a big. 
brand new brewery down there at the Basso Jetty. You can fly down there now. I might actually see if we can get some flights from the shelter. Where they might. Do you reckon they've got to pull down their airport there, or are they just doing beers? They'll do the. I'll tell you, what, I'm looking forward to it once. Uh, and of course, winter really nice time to get away and spend yes. some time down there with uh, the best uh, brewery in the area. Very good. Okay, the big moment of round fourteen. So the last of the buyers, I might add. So we've been covering sort of uh, six games around. We're getting into the real stuff again. So round fourteen, the last of the buyers. Jordan Degoe, I think we spoke about it before the weekend uh, on the Thursday that Jordan Degoe was going to Bali. I think we did kind of mention it, and I, I just raised a couple of eyebrows whether that was a good idea or not. Well, he's gone. Turns out it wasn't a great idea, I don't think, because, look, he's he's no shock to me being all over social media. Uh, I'm not quite sure what he's done over there, to be really honest, but... He's got a lot of coverage being over there. It's resulted in putting out a statement uh, into the media, which we'll read to you shortly. But overall, I think we raised a few eyebrows. Maybe him going over to Bali in the first place. What do you? I don't know. What do you see from a media point of view? Well, uh, first question is: He's spoken to Collingwood. I'm assuming and said, "I'm going." Have they ticked it off? Yay or nay? Uh, if they have, then that is very brave. And look, you go back to the New York incident where he was obviously a far more serious incident where there was allegations was of locked off at one stage. Yeah, yeah, so there were allegations of that. Um, and now Jeff Brown coming in as president of Collingwood back to Goey. Uh, he came back with a clean slate. And Craig McRae, I think, he, I think he's a pretty good people person. Yeah. He'll negotiate this well. But yeah, I struggle to think, if he's going over there to Bali, wouldn't he or whoever's with him say, look, we're going to have a few drinks, but do it bit more under the radar as opposed to, I mean, Hotel Mexicola. If you want to um, find yeah, his, where it was, was he? I'm told that's where it was. Oh, gosh. If that was the case. You've um, been there? I have been there, actually. You lay back with the, the shooters. Well, and, well uh, you, you have a nice dinner in there. It's a nice Mexican restaurant. Yeah. And then the big bell comes ringing out. <laughs> they ring the bell, mate, and it turns into a nightclub. Yeah, so in seconds. You're eating, and by, at 7 o'clock, by 9 o'clock, you're talking Swahili. <laughs> <laughs> that's your native tongue at the moment, <laughs> Swahili, isn't it? I mean... I've got to say, in 14 years of playing, I not one teammate of mine went overseas in the middle of the year. Not one. Unusual. I've, I've, I've played with some you know, greats, some guys that enjoy you know having a few sherbets. Not one person ever went overseas. So I thought it was a strange uh, thing to have done in the first place. But and, and I, So I think he was asking for a little bit. But what's happened out of it? Um, Jordan Degoe has released a statement on, on Instagram, on social media. Um, I want to read it to you. So he goes, I want to take the opportunity to thank my family, uh, <laughs> to thank my family, friends and supporters who have checked in or sent messages of support in the last 24 hours. I want to openly address the referen- uh, relentless pursuit and persecution of athletes by the media to create an uneducated, bias and ill-informed narrative that has gone too far. I'm one of the lucky ones with amazing support However, not all athletes are so lucky. This will end in tragedy if no one speaks up. It's time for change. Mm, that last paragraph is quite telling. Do you think, as, as a former athlete, that the media, the scrutiny and, and all that goes with it does push players to the edge? Um, look, I can empathise probably both sides. I'm out in the media now but have been a player. I can empathise with players that are clearly uh, bigger than most. So that's not me. I wasn't one of those guys. But Nick Nananui is. Ben Cousins was. Bailey Smith is. 
even guys that have played in premierships, so Stephen May, those guys, when that happens. And Jordan Degoe is one of those guys. He is a polarising figure. He's uh, made some mistakes and he's been in the media. So when he goes out and does things, people watch. And he, he wouldn't be able to go to a restaurant in Perth, let alone Bali, hmm. where Bali is, as we know, it's, it's full of Australians up there, right? So it's a party town. It is, it is. And people know it's a party t- town. So him going there, I think, it was a poor decision in the first place. But I can empathise with the fact that going on to that issue of, of do the media relentlessly pursue athletes? I think to a point, yes. Because of the way the, the, new, the new cycle works, because of the way, uh, you know, people act and role model status gets thrown around, then yes, I do agree with Jordan Degoe, but that doesn't mean it was the right decision to go there. And So there's kind of two, two, two elements. I think people should be able to live their life. Yeah, true. But by the same token, just take out the Bali case, New York it had to have coverage. He was charged. He was in the clink for, for a while. So that, that is a story. Any yes. way you look at it, a high-profile AFL footballer gets charged overseas for particularly what he was alleged to have done, it had to be covered. You can't just say, well, no, it's not a story. I'll tell you, the interest, the Herald Sun, for instance, big selling newspaper and biggest in Australia, if they have that story, they will go to town on it. And you're right, they probably give it six pages when it's worth one, but that gets people uh, turning the page. So now, though, he's created that for himself or has the media created it for him? That, That environment where anything he does now is relentlessly pursued, in his words. Because um, if uh, second uh, two gamer from North Melbourne goes to Bali, does the same thing, it's not getting the same reaction, is it? No. If Jordan Degoe does it. By so the same token, Nick Natanui, who, look, I can't recall any time where there's been any hint of yes. scandal surrounding him, the individual also has to work out, okay, the time and place. And yes. the mid-season break, probably not the time and place. And for Jordan at the moment, given the delicate nature of his contract moving forward and his future. Look, he's playing great footy. Now, does that mean that he should be given time to go and be himself and have some fun? Again, we don't exactly know what happened over there, but the club wouldn't be happy. There's no doubt they'd be, you know, it's just another headache that you don't need from one of your star players. Which could have been stopped. When I said I haven't seen anyone go overseas, I've known of players to ask to go overseas, and West Coast said, no, you can't go. So I think Collingwood probably had the right to do that. You are employed by the football club as a player. Uh, it is the buyer, but you still you, you don't get a break from being paid. You're still employed by that. So, in any other normal workplace, when you're employed, you can't just go and do whatever you want. If you want to take leave and go and do whatever you want, you can. So, if he was finding need to get away and need mm-hmm. to get out of Australia and needed to do that, take a leave and don't get paid, and then you go do what you want. But from the employee point of view, I think Collingwood has a right to say, "Look, mate, I don't think that's the right idea." Is he naive? Or, or silly, to think when he's having a bit of fun in, in Bali, he must know there's a couple of mobile phones on him, at least one. I don't know how that gets out. Oh, I don't know how that gets out. It's almost like he's taken it. Uh, I'm not I'm not quite sure how that goes. It's bizarre, it. but he's a great player. You know what? It, 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 you're right. It's it's just bizarre that he has been given permission to go over there mid-season by given what's only happened, what, a few months ago. I will touch on the back end of that. A West Australian big story of the week. Jeremy McGovern, he's still in hospital. So he's punctured his lung, some sort of laceration to internal organs and is not going well. So, I mean, he's in a stable condition, um, but he's been thrown around a few hospitals, I believe. He's started at Royal Perth and then they're trying to get him to Hollywood and then he had to get scanned somewhere else and they're trying to get him to the Mount and they're trying to move him all over the place. So with broken ribs, 
He's been on and off. He's been on and off beds. He's been in and out of scanning, you know, X-ray machines, MRI machines, trying to figure out what's going on. So, not a great result for West Coast. No, and it's still given the hospital situation. I think COVID, they're still very mindful of that, aren't they? Yeah, it hasn't been a great situation over the last 24 hours with Jeremy McGovern in that front either. So, look, does that spell the end of the season? Probably not. I don't think that that will, but he certainly won't be playing next week. I can tell you that right now. You're not playing off the back of a punctured lung um, a week later. So, uh, big news, I suppose, for West Coast, but disappointing as well. Yeah, look, and of course, going back to 2018, that was... Uh, this sounds more severe than 2018, yeah. um, clearly, but he's been through these types of injuries and uh, given it West Coast position, just let him heal properly and get back, hopefully, for the back end of the year. He is one of those players that gets random injuries. He always, <laughs> always... Plays sore with it's, something. It's not funny, but like... So his nickname at the club for a period of time was Eeyore. So off uh, Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> you know, he's always walking around and he's a bit sad and he's a bit sore. <laughs> that was Gov Monday, every Monday. Oh, my ribs, oh, my knee. Oh. But, but, but he finds a way to play. He's very tough. But there's always, he always has something going Is on. Is it an attention-seeking? No, thing? it's not. No, I won't go that far. Yeah, I don't think breaking your ribs and punching your lungs. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about that, but the E, or did it go? Did he cop it well? Uh, no, absolutely not. <laughs> Which is why it continued. <laughs> it continued every day. Uh, okay, West Coast v Fremantle. Sorry, West Coast and Fremantle. Um, Fremantle have the buy. Their waffle side, Peel Thunder, played. Yep. They had a few guys that have been coming back from injury play. Tabiner played, I Good. believe, pretty well. Three goals, I think. Um, so he's put his hand up and said, I'm ready to go again. I think our man, Josh Tracy, might have injured himself. Yeah, I think he's done ankle or lower leg, certainly. Didn't, so. didn't look good, the picture I saw. No. Um, and even if he was 100% fit, Josh Tracy's a bit down the pecking order at the moment, isn't he? Yeah, which is strange. The game we saw him play took nine contested marks and Tore it up, marks didn't he? And, you know, took the whole game on his own. But that's what you're going to get as a, as a forward. We will move on to West Coast. Liam Henry, I think, was best on ground. So. Did you see his goal? No, I didn't. I was supposed to be just well. I saw it. It was in the pocket. It's, it's probably the goal of the year in the waffle. Really? Yeah. Uh, gun. So it'd be good to see him back in the side because I think he had something to Freo that they don't have. They've got a lot of role players, but th- do they have that flair? Yeah, I think they've do got they a, need that flair. Oh, I they think do. they've got. Well, Michael Frederick when he comes back, yeah. I think, I look, is he flary? I think he's just a hard worker. Yeah, I'm not sure. See, for me, Liam Henry is a fair way off it in terms of getting into the side as it stands with their form. I just I'm concerned about his frame and and. Yep. You know, for instance, against a Geelong or a, a bigger bodied side like Richmond, I just think he's you know, obviously he's quick and he has all the, the tricks. But yeah, I, I don't think he's. I don't know if that's imminent. a thing anymore. I, I, I played with Lewis Jetta for 10 years. Like, he was the skinniest. He didn't have calves. I don't know how he used to run around, but he's, he's, he was the skinniest. He wasn't strong. He's, yeah. it got, you don't have to be strong to play anymore. I don't think that's a thing anymore. Okay. I think get him back in there. Someone take it. Okay. Um, but. The other game of the weekend, West Coast v Geelong. Look, I came out on here. I started here, and then I actually continued my calling of West Coast to win across social media, across radio, across TV. You went out on a limb. Oh, I went right out on it, and people were coming at me and saying, "Oh, you know, Geelong's going to win." It's like, okay, you've picked the dollar oh three favorite. Stay tuned for Jackie Boy on on social media's <laughs> insight continued. West Coast go down. They lose by 18 points. We called that game together on 6PR. A big day for you and I on Saturday. I thought West Coast could have won that game. Yeah, look, they were, whatever is said at the end of the game, they were so much better than anything I've seen from them this year. And it, and it wasn't, it wasn't, oh, they were improved a little bit. It looked like the a completely old. different, yeah, and a different team. Yeah, it was, it was true. It was the energy 
that I just think has been missing for so much of the year. Now, whether that was inspired by having the 92 reunion as part of the week, the build-up, whether it was having just those senior players back and giving guidance to to lesser lights. It was it, it was really encouraging, and I think Eagles supporters, at halftime it was 6-5-41 apiece. When the Eagles kicked a point to tie it up, Half the crowd stood and applauded. They, they, remember they hit the lead? They hit yes. the lead and it was a standing Erupted. ovation. <laughs> it erupted. It would have been the first time in the second half that West Coast have been in front against anyone. Absolutely. So the, the fans loved it. Bottom line is, though, Scully, they've lost nine in a row now, which is a club record. Yeah, or, yeah, not a record you want. All-time high. Um, I, I thought it was gritty. They, 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 across the day, they didn't look like they gave up, which I don't think it ever would, but they just didn't look like they ever went away. They continued trying. They continued kicking goals and, and and defended well for most of the day. So if they could take that into any other game, I think they'd probably beat, I don't know, 12, 13, 14 sides, other sides, top four sides out of it, and Geelong's probably getting up towards that mix. I reckon they would beat most teams playing the way they did. Yeah, and look, I think Geelong were far from impressive. Yeah. But Chris Scott will walk away in New Perth. It was going to be a tough task given their record after the bye, not great. Uh, so, look, it's not one for the ages for them, but sometimes you just got to have those gritty type of wins just and hope that there's a bit of improvement uh, in the, the next few weeks. Cam Guthrie had 25 disposal, 13 um, tackles. He was outstanding for Geelong. Um, Isaac Smith, I thought, wound back the clock a little bit. His run was important for them. Interestingly... Hawkins and Cameron, they kicked some goals between them, but they didn't have an impact. I, I didn't think. I anyone. thought Cameron was good early. He, he, yeah, up, early. up and down but the ground, he just. Do you remember he's a motor. Him much in the second half? No, not so much. But and I, then Jeremy McGovern was off injured, so that was Rhett Bazo's doing. Well, speaking of Rhett Bazo, how about this for his first game? He gets uh, a look at Jeremy Cameron and the Hawk uh, first up, so we'll be able to tell uh, his uh, relatives for a long time to come that was his that was his big display AFL debut. And uh, no, look, Cameron's. When you see him live, yeah. the, the running, the power running that he yeah. has, and the Hawk, 700 goals, um, yeah. outstanding. I mean, we saw Josh Kennedy a few weeks back achieve that. He's, he's one of the modern-day greats, isn't he, the Hawk? Yeah, he is. I think, I think he and Josh Kennedy are probably, uh, mm. they've been playing for a similar amount of time. And Tom Hawkins was in my draft, Josh Kennedy, the draft before mine. So they've been doing their own way. They play kind of similar, different though. Um, but I think Tomahawk's always been quite good once the ball hits the ground. Um, Tomahawk probably uses his strength a bit more than Kennedy, whereas Kennedy is a work rate guy, can get you both ways that way. But um, great to see him kick 700, Tom Hawkins. I've got a few connections back in Geelong through that way. Did uh, just come across Josh Kennedy actually after the game and a bit of a chat to him potentially upstairs at my house for my son's fourth birthday. He's uh, got his eyes on 700 for West Coast. So he kicked 700 overall, right? Yes. He's got to get seven more goals for the season. So he'll walk that in. Well, that's what I said to him, but he, he's just, he's, he's, he's a, he's a, he's a Isn't that interesting? Isn't it interesting? Because uh, you ask a footballer about a milestone or achievement, oh, never think about it. And but cricketers, you ask them what their average is, they know to the third decimal point. So um, he knows. Yeah, he does know. Uh, it, he knows because it's always been really important to him is, um, look, he sees his time at Carlton as important to his to his development, but he also sees himself as a footballer, as a West Coast footballer. So the 700 goals, you know, when he did kick it overall was a magnificent moment. But whenever he's done milestone videos, 
He doesn't do like the 100 game video. He didn't do 100 overall. He did 100 for West Coast, 150 for West Coast, 200. So okay. he, he, he does count his Carlton stuff, but it's really important to him the West Coast stuff. So I thought that was a nice little bit of insight. One quick one on JK. Uh, bowing out at the end of this year, we think, will, will he accept, I think their last game, I'm guessing, given they played Gold Coast round one, is away, I'm thinking. Do you know where it is? Oh. Geelong in Geelong is round oh, 23. no. You're not playing that. No. So... Farewell game, round 22. So they play in the away derby, round 22, against Fremantle. Oh, dear. And then Adelaide is round 21. So, look, not putting words in anyone's mouth, but I think if if you did have to look ahead and if Josh Kennedy wasn't going to go on, you've got to use your brain. You're not playing him in Geelong in, Geelong, no. in the last game. You're not doing that, are you? Sure, well, as, a co- as a coach, he's an all-time club legend. You're going to give him a farewell but game. But do you give that choice to him? Absolutely. When you're bottom of the ladder. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, but you, you, got, you got it. Why do you want to play? Because he's not one of those guys that seems to be enamored with. No, I don't think he is either. No. But I, I look, if. if the romance of the game, you'd love those farewell matches. Yeah. I, if, if you had to pick one place where you wouldn't want to play your last game, yeah. it'd be Geelong in Geelong. And that's coming from someone from Geelong. It just sounds <laughs> a disgusting place to play. <laughs> uh, there you go. West Coast and Fremantle all wrapped up. You are here on the Shelter Footy Cast. Now, for the rest of the round, Skeet, we're going to get through some of these games. Now, we're going to go all the way back to Thursday night. Yeah. Um, I hope we do continue with the Thursday night footy games. Um, I do enjoy the Thursday night games. Not sure if they are. West Coast actually play Friday night this week coming up against Essendon here at Optus Stadium. So, that'll be a good game. Absolutely. I, I, Essendon would... Pretty good on the weekend. We'll touch on them shortly. They will. But let's go first to Richmond v Carlton, if you can think all the way back to there. Both of us pick Carlton. Richmond win by 15 We points. knew we were in trouble because, and you did say this, You can. we just know that Richmond's going to come out and go bang, 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 set Carlton on their heels, and the weather played into their hands. Everything that we should have thought of before the game, we thought of after the, the start of the like, game. Like Thursday night footy at the MCG against a good opponent. What are Richmond going to do? They're not going to come out slowly. Like what? Well, I text. I think I was going to. Okay. I either was going to or did text you. Like, yeah. have a look at Richmond. Go at it here. So, Richmond come out and they do what good sides do. They started well. They kick goals to start the game. And Carlton were then were just always playing catch up the entire game. Um, there was uh, there was a couple of moments that took my eye. Caleb Marchbank unfortunately goes down with a knee injury, so he's going to miss eight weeks after. Missing almost a thousand games, yep. that sort of area. So that's disappointing for him. Shea Bolton, I feel like a dinosaur talking about this, but late, late in the last quarter, he'd been clashing with Doherty for a lot of the game, um, probably five minutes into the last quarter. So a lot left in the game. He got a ball over the back, he ran away from Doherty, and he turned around before he kicked the goal and he gave him the, I don't know, but it showed him the footy, right? Here we go. He gave dazzle, him, dazzle. Hung out, torped it up into the stands. I didn't like it, Skate. No, I'd again. I, I, I didn't like nor it. Nor did Damien Harwick. He, he said it's not us. Neither did Nan Curvis, his captain either. But a lot of people, when I put that out in social land, came back at me and said, you're a fossil, you're a dinosaur, it's a bit of fun, it's enjoyment. You can't you know, cut him down because he's trying to enjoy himself. Well, well where do you sit on an old media No, you know what? I, if I was at the club and in his team, absolutely, that's the last thing you want him to be doing that sort of stuff. Stick with the game. Even if the game's done, it, it's just not a good look. I mean, American sport, yes. uh, in NFL, of course, there's a, there's a taunting um, rule in place. But in American sport, there's it's almost, we're not at that stage where we're show-poning. show-poning. I, 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 probably, I probably take back that I didn't like it. I just thought if I was in Doherty's position, this is what I said, 
I would just love to be able to continue run and just absolutely clip him. Just just run through him because he deserved a little clip. Don't no, they don't hurt him seriously. Yeah. But just a like a like a nineteen seventies, nineteen eighties, just a elbow to the ribs or something. Yeah. Just just a you know, little smart ass. Like I just I, I could see Doherty I would have been fusing if I was that def- like of fuming because you can't do anything about it. And then he knows that he's not getting a clip. He, like he knows no one's coming to you know remonstrate with him because he can't anymore because he's gonna get fined. I just would have liked a nice little, like a little little shirt front, put him on his backside, and then play on. Oh, because yeah. I because I do like the theatre. I like the way he plays. I like him as a player. It was just that moment. I would have liked him to cop a bit in return because I know he didn't. He didn't expect anything to return. Yeah. And look, I love him. I think he's uh, he's been an opposite stadium a couple of times. I've got a bit of a footy crush on him. He just does things on the footy field. You do that, like him. That, well, he's just a beautiful player to watch. He's graceful. He's quick. He does all that. Uh, so, yeah, I, I just think you're right. Your logic is right. But keep keep these sort of moments happening, I think. just It's it's not harming anyone. It's a bit of... Yeah, correct. It's, it's, it's a one percent. So, so from that point onwards, I was just cheering so hard for Carlton because I thought, imagine how stupid this little little man is going to look when he looks back and, oh, I shouldn't have done that. And Carlton were coming. They kick a goal to put them within, within three a points, kick, yeah. I think, and they take it to the bunker. It was called a goal, right, by the goal umpire. They overturned it with a touch by Broad from Richmond, who by all means stood by that he touched it, but there was no footage that confirmed that. And then what happens is, so they strip that off them, goes back to nine points. Richmond literally that kick out, kicked it all the way back the other other, other way, go ahead by 15 points. So it was a 12-point turnaround like that, game over. Are they the smoky? Should they qualify for the finals? Are they the, the team that... If not ladder position, that others fear? Unfortunately, yes. I don't like watching Richmond play. I, I hate watching them play. And it's not because they've been successful. I just They're just... Uh, you've got to respect it, unfortunately. But I just think visually they're not a good side to watch play. I, I just, I and particularly wet weather, which they absolutely thrive in. Correct. But, yeah, they're, they're going to be... Look, their record in the last two months is outstanding. Correct. So they're going to be knocking on the door. Mackay was very good. He kicked four goals too. And, uh, of course, Big Lynchy was back. He kicked three goals as well. So there's our first tip of the week wrong. Essendon <laughs> defeated Saints by 35 points. Who we both pick? Here's we're zero from two, brother. <laughs> both pick the Saints. Of course, you you got it. You cannot pick Essendon. I don't, I, I don't know where this performance comes from, right? So Ben Rutten's out there last week, and I, I gave him a bit of a clip, uh, you know, out there remonstrating with his own players in press conferences last week. They were disappointing again. They've been disappointing all year. And they come out against St Kilda, and they look fair dinkum like a good side. Does that not say as much about St Kilda as it does about Essendon? Because yeah. St Kilda can be a side that does this to you. They have this run of matches where we've seen them this year, really competitive and, and winning matches and top four potentially at one stage, and, and they drop a game to a team that, let's be honest, they they wiped them off the floor. Um, yeah. A big two-metre Peter got got a fair bit of the footy, and yep. he's been he's had a pretty good year, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, and like, I think people would think he was a bit of an up-and-down guy. Peter Wright's been very good this year. It gives him a real focal point, which they've missed. They haven't had... Anyone. They've had, I don't know, Jake Stringer's been running around up there for the last five years. They'd like to get him up into centre bounces and playing there. So Jake Stringer was the guy that was, uh, you know, held out by Rutten in the press conference last week after coming back from a hamstring. He starts this, this game, he's had four touches at half time. And I'm thinking, Uh-oh. oh no, like he's going to get dropped here. Listen to this for a third quarter. 
uh, nine disposals, four tackles, two goals, one in the third quarter. In the it's the premiership quarter, and it turned the game for them. And Ben Rutten probably would be going yeah, a little pat on my back. Yeah, a little poke and a little bit of a prod. So it was good. I mean, he's a, he's a he's a player that a little bit like Jordan Degoe. He can he can turn a game like that because of his power, because of his speed. So he comes back, plays well. Uh, Essendon's midfield played well overall. Essendon's effort finally aligned with their structure and their system. That that sort of haphazard way that they've been playing, or their effort and their pressure and their tackling allowed them to play away. And it, and it made St Kilda look silly. And I think your point's right. St Kilda, I don't know where they're at. Absolutely. And look, Darcy Parrish, who is a 35-40 disposal a week man, he wasn't there. Um, just wonder about Eston. He, he gets a lot of the footy, but he doesn't hurt you. I mean... Well, he, do, well, does Merritt hurt you? No, probably not. No, probably and, not. And and uh, Caldwell's in there at, at times. He doesn't. Hurt. They don't have a. They don't have a hurtful midfielder, do they? Someone to cut you up. No. So a good win. You've got to yep. give them credit for that. So and they come here this week. So that's going to be a big game. Big game for them. Friday night footy. See if they can back it up. Yeah, absolutely. I, just just a little one. Do West Coast have a chance against? Essen absolutely. Absolutely. If they play anywhere near like they did on Friday, yep. on Saturday. They can win. Okay, very good. Uh, so zero and two on the tips at the moment. Oh, I should say, you tipped Geelong and I tipped West Coast. Yeah, but so. I'm prepared to. That was that was ballsy. But you know what? I, I said to you on air. I thought that that was a, a moral victory for you because if you'd said to me uh, they're going to get within 18 points, I would have said, oh, I think it's probably a six or seven goal game. Yep. Okay. So is that was that mean me? Yeah, no, a loser. <laughs> Thank you very much, Mark Reddings. Port defeats Sydney by 23 points. Oh. Who do we pick? Where's zero from four, <laughs> brother? Both pick Sydney. And again, of course you are. You, you said to me before we started here, why don't we pick Port? Why would you pick Port? Yeah. They've been dreadful. They have been dreadful. They've got within two goals of Richmond at the MCG. Dreadful. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah I, I just haven't liked what I've seen from Port Adelaide. But clearly, they put the, season, uh, they put the game together to keep their season alive. If they lost that game... I reckon it's almost finals, no chance. But they win the game against Sydney, who oh, they're my they're my team this year that I think can really challenge. But they're putting together some really inconsistent performances now. So again, it's another one of those games. That, does it say more about Sydney for us, or does it say more about Port Adelaide? Is it a, a good thing? You know, Port Adelaide plays so well that they beat Sydney, or is Sydney play poorly to lose a game that maybe they should have won? Yeah, exactly. Look. Uh, what a day for Peter Adams. Uh, interesting yeah. uh, couple of minutes for him. Um, and from a West Australian point of view, Brent Tickle, who picked up by Port mid-season draft. He'd been there under 14 days and debuts. And uh, breaks his collarbone. Then injured. Yeah, Got, gone. I think he's broken his collarbone. He was out there for about 25 minutes, 35 minutes. Um, again, from Simon Beaumont, there was a quote apparently him walking off the ground with uh, Ken Hinckley. Best 35 minutes of my life. <laughs> <laughs> like it. Yeah. Northampton boy comes up with a good quote. Yeah, so it looked like he'd make a really good impact with Port Adelaide, which I think he's done. Disappointing for him. He's going to miss some time, but hopefully he's done enough to maybe earn himself a long-term contract at the club, which is what the mid-season draft's there for. I think guys like that, not not guys that you're sort of taking a bit of a, uh, you know, a hopeful pick on. We, we watched Jai Cully uh, yes. in the waffle. Uh, and walked walked out. I actually walked out to my car with him. Really nice guy, um, and he seems to be coming along nice. He, he did some good things, Jai Cully. If we can just go off, yeah, just quickly. He, we saw a couple of beautiful left foot passes inside fifty, and a nice side step. So just those little glimpses. You think, yeah, I mean, he's a mid-season draft pick. He's not 
going to, you know, he ha- hasn't been picked up previously because there were areas that clubs didn't think were up to the required standard. But yeah. I think I think they should at least explore playing him back into this year. I'm sure they will. Yep, I'm sure they will too. Okay, so there we go. We're zero and four from the tips. Uh, Bulldogs <laughs> defeat GWS by 20. We both picked the bloody Bulldogs. Yeah, well done. Uh, Giants... Uh, the Giants started slowly. They got back into the contest. Uh, and there's two names that stand out for me. Toby Green, seven goals. Career high. Career high, outstanding. Um, and Cody Waitman, who, oh, I've, I had a look at the vision today of that elbow. Just, just close oh, his elbow. Just horrendous. He came back out. Yes. They strapped him up. Oh, I've played with a couple of guys that dislocated out. Josh Kennedy did it one year. Uh, my best mate back in school did it. And played on that yeah, day. Yeah, I, the, the, neither of those did. That's what I mean. No, it's a shocking injury. It's a really... Because you lose, you effectively lose all support in your elbow. So they would have had to completely strap it up and lock it in place. He came back 10 minutes later and he had this emotionless look on his face on the bench. I was like, what is going on here? So he's kicked five goals. Norton, the astronaut, he kicks five goals. I don't know who was favourite coming into this game. I don't actually know why we picked the Bulldogs going. Like, they were slight favourites. I just think the Giants a little bit flaky against certain teams. And then look... The Bulldogs, you talk about Port having to keep their season rolling. Well, it's exactly the case for the Bulldogs. So have been a strange side to follow this yeah. year, week in, week out. What caught my eye, the highest scoring game of the year, 230 points. Absolute shootout. How you re- replicate that more often in modern day footy, I'm not sure. But both these sides, as soon as they had the footy, sent it. And if, look at the, the, the clearance players, or the, the, the mids for, for both teams. And... If you no, no, the I mean the Bulldogs. So, so Bonton, Pally, McRae, Dunkley, Trelaw, and then on the other side, Kelly, Cornelio, uh, Green, Tom Green, who's been you know turned himself into a great player. Uh, they've got some. That's probably two of the best midfields going around. So maybe that was it. Maybe it was just Clash of the Titans, and they go see you later. I'll see you at the end of the game. It sounds like it. Yeah. So, but uh, important win for the Dogs. Uh, and uh, let's be honest, we went in there thinking, what were the Bailey Smith? Controversy due to the club, or they've yeah rode that, out the way. That is important. I mean, because if they lose that game, then people start saying they're falling apart. The scenes which they're doing in Melbourne right now. Actually, mm. Dan uh, Cons, the man behind the microphone over there, you told me someone suggested maybe on a rival network mm. could Melbourne miss the eight? Yeah, I saw an article mean? that was they they're in trouble. They could miss the eight because of their run home, and it's so tight in that top eight. I mean, it's. It's clickbait. Could Melbourne miss the eight? I don't. I don't think so. No, whatsoever. Not, not, not at all. But I still think they're a top four side. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be getting overly panicky just yet. But I tell you what, if you're if you're a team like Brisbane, like Fremantle, there's, there's nothing to fear. Yeah, good point. Good I, point. I did click on the article. I'll, I'll <laughs> Gold Coast defeat Adelaide by 43 points in an absolute cracking game. Uh, best of the round on the Sunday. Why are they putting these games on the Sunday? Arbor? Gold Coast Adelaide, how many people would have gone to that game and how many people would have watched that? Yeah, not many. Uh, it would 43, have been, 43 point win. Would have been skinny. Uh, my second favourite side, the Gold Coast. I think that'd be yours as well. You'd like the Gold Coast yeah. Suns just to have some success, make the investment worthwhile. We've seen the Giants push up. And now this team, look, the eight's probably going to be a bridge too far. But they you think? Oh, well, they're, they're starting from behind the eight ball in yeah. the, for the last half of the season. I hope they can. They've got some tough matches. I think Collingwood and Richmond in the next few weeks coming up. But I'll tell you what, I'll give you credit again. Jared Witts, the captain, um, who would have thought when he left Collingwood, he'd go up to the Gold Coast, yep. make such an impact and be skipper. I just... 
that has been one of the really good success stories under Stuart Chu. What surprised me about Gold Coast, I think coming into the, uh, the, the, the season, King goes down with an ACL. He's a big star. They lose him, and who's going to kick the goals? Well, on the weekend, Ainsworth, Rankin, Casbolt, Joel all kick three goals. So they're getting quite an even spread. They look dangerous when it goes in there, and... I think they've got the midfield. We did actually cover this on Backchat at the start of the year. The way that the Gold Coast Suns have a good year and win the flag, we went through everyone who could win the flag. Everyone can win the flag. The way they're going to win it is by attacking. They don't have a good enough defence to be parking the bus and basing their game on defence like a Fremantle. Yep. Right? They need to flat-out attack, which they're doing. And I like, I like watching them play. So uh, there you go, 43 points. Um, they you, kicked away late. They, they really hit. Adelaide got to within, I think, Two and a half, three goals in the last quarter. And a good team, under those circumstances, finds a way to respond, and they did that very well. Uh, and again, big scores up there at Metricon Stadium after, I think it was three goals in the first quarter. And did you, I mean, that was a Sunday afternoon game. Had you finished off your full box of Jats Crackers by this game? I'll be honest, I didn't get to Jats Crackers this weekend. Um, no, I didn't. Didn't get. It is surprising. I hardly ate any dinner because I was just either have to have toast or when my wife's away, it just goes pear shaped. It goes down the. <laughs> it goes down the tube in a hurry, mate. You know what I'm saying? You oh, know, we're, no we're, interest in cooking up a big meal not for, you, no. for one person. So no, I didn't have the Jats crackers. Um, but geez, I'm glad she's home because it just gets me back in my right lane, Scully. You know Very what I'm good. talking about. Well done. That's the round review uh, preview. Thanks uh, to Shelter. Um, Shelter XPA X Factor. Right, this is actually my favourite part of the show. We're getting some slabs out to the X Factor, the West Australian X Factor of the week. Nice little uh, box of XPAs. Now, we haven't given one to a West Coast player yet because usually as West Coast and Freo playing and Freo are winning, West Coast aren't. Well, this week we're a West Australian player and he plays for West Coast. Yeah, Jermaine Jones. Yes. Uh, JJ, yep. who watched him on Saturday. We both like some of the stuff he did. He's got... He breaks lines, and there's not too many players at West Coast have got that acceleration. So he's he's a player that I think they can they can trust for the rest of the year to to build and hopefully establish himself as a regular. West Coast uh, played some guys in different positions. Jackson Nelson ha- uh, started at half forward and put a bit of time into Tom Stewart, and he was very quiet for the first mm. half. Tom Stewart he had six disposals, I think, at half time. Elliot Yo went back, and I really liked good. him there. Yep, yeah, absolutely, and he, and and. I, th- I thought he was really good, Elliot Yo, And Jermaine Jones went back. So they, he hasn't played back all year. He hasn't been playing off, off a half-back flank. He's been playing on the wing. He's playing inside. He's been a uh, half-forward flank. I really liked him there because he, exactly as you said, he's got the speed to break the lines. He's got uh, a good nous with the footy. He understands what's going on. And he's a good user as well. He's left footer. I thought he was the XPA X factor. Yeah, we'll give it to him. And uh, our first one to a West Coast Eagles player. And... Maybe they can go back-to-back this weekend when they take on the Bombers. I will say, Jermaine Jones did lose his licence uh, for driving under the influence, I believe, at uh, the, end, uh, the end of... And it was publicised. This is this is, an, uh, this is this is known. Yes. So we'll just say drink responsibly and not, of course. While, not yes. while you're driving Jermaine. Yeah, and not during the... Maybe just don't hit him during the season like we would and uh, Very good. give it a breather. But no, kudos to him. Very good. Uh, regional footy roundup. Uh, slab of beer. We need your story. Shelter footy cast. Can you tell me the email, please, Dan? I know we've got a special little email done up. If you've got a regional footy story, if something happened on the weekend, I was out at the Kalamunda Footy Club uh, last <laughs> night 
Um, I'll, I'll give you my regional footy story of the week. So there's a bunch of boys there who played on the weekend. Uh, the email, by the way, is footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. The best regional footy story will win a slab of shelters, and we don't have one this week. So if you want a slab of free shelters, just send us a story. Perfect. Get so, on board. So my regional footy story for the weekend is I'm out of the Kalamunda uh, Footy Club. I'm with Bill Brownless. We run a show out there. Billy Brownless, been doing it for 40 years. Very bloody good. I just played my role in that situation. I've told a few premiership stories, bit of a laugh, but Billy Brownless had the guys in absolute stitches for the whole time. But there was a whole bunch of boys who had played on the weekend, young fellas, right? And they were, they were, they were enjoying themselves, having a couple of shelters over in the corner. Anyway, end of the night happened. I was in a nice suit. I'd been working with you during the day, had my um, RM Williams on. So mm-hmm. not, not, not in this sort of kid. Very slick. I didn't have my Julius Marlowe's on, but I did have my RM Williams on. And they had a footy. They, they purchased this footy, this Geelong Cats footy. It's one of those shiny ones. It wasn't a real Sharon. It was, it was real plasticky. And I had my RMs on and it was wet. And they were like, come and have a kick scope out in the oval. They're all blind. They're all lights blind. on and you're having a kick in the no, dark. No lights on. It's pitch black. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going, boys, I've got my RMs on. I, I don't want to. Anyway, go east, go east, go. Winding me up. I go, hey, come on, give me, give me in here. I'll do it from the concrete. So I've kicked it over. I've got it, and I'm just in my head. I'm thinking, don't fall don't, over. Don't slip, yeah. Right, because they're the, they're the good ones. They've got the, the, almost the wooden sole. They're quite slippery, the RMs. Yeah. And I think, don't fall over, don't fall over, and hit the target. You don't want to embarrass yourself here. So anyway, ball's slippery. I try try wiping it. It's still wet, though. I look down. My boot's actually wet, too. And I think, oh, this is not going to go well. Anyway, one of the lads, blonde kids, gone leading out. He hit us up. I've just wound back, done the best-looking kick I can muster, it's hit the outside of my RM. It's got at right angles. It's hit an upright pole, <laughs> hit the pole, gone and smashed back into the windows of the footy club and everyone inside has turned around. Hell What's going fright. on out there? All the boys are going, yeah, just like when you were a player, you couldn't hit a target. <laughs> anyway, might have to get a slab out to the Calamunda boys. It was very good fun. Uh, my old... Uh, Neck of the woods, Calamunda. I think Rail and Reserve was their uh, their home ground, but yeah, the Colour Boys. Um, they know how to have a party and get stuck into it, and uh, they love the footy. If you want to send us a listener a question as well, get it into that email, uh, footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. We can do listener questions. We can do regional stories. Uh, I, I'm sick of talking about Skeet's Jats Crackers. Actually, I'm not. I'm not actually. I would like weekly Jats Crackers updates. Yeah, we'll find you different insights into our lives and how we tick and and what we're allowed to do and what we're good at, what we're not as as men, as husbands, as fathers. And we'll also tell you what we you know struggle with. We're quite open about it. not just footy. We're going to tell you a bit about ourselves on this. I think, aren't we? <laughs> oh, bloody oath we are. How bloody good. This is taking a turn for the no, best. Confessional. Uh, we're done for the day, mate. I'm going to let you get home and enjoy your first home-cooked meal in a few days. Giddy up. Very good. See you later, Skate. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. 
But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com.